Prepare to enter the Elf Tree. Hi there, world. Hi there, world. I'm Ian. And I'm Joe. Yes, he is. He's, he's, where is his sunglasses inside now? I am doing that. I was like, yeah, I did that earlier. Did you happen to notice? Yeah, I saw I mean, when you just <laughs> but you didn't, you didn't say anything. I was like, cool. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, totally. You're, yeah. You can do that. I, I think, was just, I was just chilling. I think Doug Benson on his show, he wears, uh, I, I don't know why he started doing it, but he does that video podcast show, Getting yeah. Doug with High. Yeah. He started wearing sunglasses at the top of his show, I guess. <laughs> So no one could tell if he was high or not or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, I think Doug Funny used to do that too in his show. Oh. Doug Funny. Yeah. 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 Um, welcome. Welcome to our show, world. We're here. We're here again. We're here. Sunny Los Angeles. And uh, we're queer. Just kidding. <laughs> well, we're, 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 we're curious. Weird. We're, we're just weird. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. We're not, not queer or curious. No. No. Um, but... Uh, That'd be labeling ourselves, and labeling ourselves is dangerous. Right. Nobody wants labels. <laughs> but at the same time, everybody seems to want to put labels on things. That's true. You know, well, except for uh, the, FD, or the uh, Food and Drug Administration. The FDA, they right. They want to take labels off of things. They do. They want to They want to sell you stuff that they don't have to label. Because they don't want you to know what's in it. GMOs. Yeah, yeah. GM no-nos. GM no-nos, which I've had none of, I, I believe, over the past week. You've been, uh, how many days in are you right now? This is, today's day seven. Okay, you know, so we're recording a little seven. bit early. Um, today's day seven for me. Uh, so I'm officially one week through. I've got two more left. Um, I, I imagine things will, it's not that they've been difficult, but I imagine things will get easier. Because um, the first couple of days, my, my brain was a bit foggy and everything. And yeah. I, I was just kind of like, man, finding it hard to, to keep keep up with everything and, and, and do things in the right you know, amount of time and all that. Uh, and then as the week progressed, I was able to, to do some more work and, and kind of focus my brain a little bit. So I've, I've, I've come out of the cloudiness of, I guess just the, the stupor of everything that I had had in my body up, up until this point, which I imagine a lot of it's still there. Like all the toxins and stuff that are like ingrained in my systems and all that are probably still there there. I just haven't added to them this week. That's, I guess what the reclaim is for. You know, it's kind of being making my body more efficient with processing what comes in and what comes out. And then week two, which I start tomorrow, is um, is detox. So oh, nice. this is yeah. re something. I don't hold on. Reclaim. Well, reclaim was first, and then um, release. release. Release is the next oh, one. That sounds quite. It sounds sexy, doesn't releasey. it? Releasey. Yeah. You'll be shitting yourself for a week straight. Well, yeah, but no. you know that's it's not like that for a week straight. Well, I I, I, I mean, take definitely a packet, get rid of stuff. I take a packet of detox every every time I take you know any of my supplements. So I'm I, I will be my body will be flushing out everything, um, and then I'm on a, a fully vegetarian diet. There's no animal proteins anymore, uh, which which will be fine. You know, I, I I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's a. Do you feel like? Uh, because the last time you were in day two, yes. Do you feel different between that day then and, and now? now? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I again, I'm not. I'm not. I don't feel like I'm stumbling around, kind of in this hazy dark. You know, I'm like, uh, so I, I, I do. Because I, I mean, I did some shit the other day. Like I was, I was, I, I did a whole tutorial video, which I don't normally do all in one day. And, and uh, I've, I've just been, I've been getting stuff done. I've been focusing my brain on things other than what I'm, what I'm doing for the reset because I, I try and, you know, prep all of my meals uh, at least the night before, if I can, you know, chop everything. Cause I don't have a microwave, so I can't make some of the stuff and then reheat it very easily. Yeah. Um, but I, I try and make it as easy on myself as possible, at least read through what I'm making the next day. And just plan my day out properly in slightly in advance. So I, I just I think that that's that's been good for me to kind of stumble through the first couple of days and then figure that out back out on my own. Um, I've kind of come come into a, a good balance right now. And then next week is going to be my body's just gonna 
going to be washed out. And, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, and then the third week I, I get to like put all the natural floras and stuff back in my body. So that'll be good. I look forward to, to, you know, this next week and then week three, I think will be a breeze. Any, uh, what is your favorite, any new favorite meals between now and then? I know yeah. you mentioned the microgreen salad is still Man, that microgreen salad, it, <laughs> it's, it's gag-inducing for me. I, I really? don't know why. I don't know why. It literally, it's <laughs> What's got... What's in it? <sighs> What's not in it? That's my question. Um, red bell pepper, carrot, jicama, um, cucumber, tomatoes, toasted pumpkin seeds, and uh, the the mixed baby greens. That sounds delicious. To it me. does. I know. And I, I mean, just in a little bit of dressing. But for some reason, <laughs> but you're not a cucumber fan, right? Yeah, is the cucumbers, man. I I'd rather eat pickles. I know they're they're kind of the same. Well, pickles but, are. Glo- I mean, those are so fucking good. Pickles are fucking delicious. Yeah. Um, a cucumber is just lacking to me. It's yeah. lacking that that pickle. You yeah. know, which is which is fine. It is what it is. And I will probably end up getting used to it, but. I was I was saying this to you earlier. If there's a if there's an opportunity for me to like you know every once in a while substitute a meal with a Shakeology shake or something yeah. like that, you know to kind of uh, it'll be that lunch. It'll be whatever has a microgreen salad on it. it. Just if I'm not in the mood for it, I'm not gonna try and force myself to do it. Yeah, because it's just that part makes it miserable, and, and I don't want to be. They too. are they're not, they're not just like a little side salad. You're talking I mean, about a imagine Shaquille O'Neal, two handfuls. Of uh, you know, like a bowl. That's it's it's a two, big ass bowl. Two know. handfuls of Shaquille O'Neal. Of Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Why Shaquille? No, 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 O'Neal? Shaquille O'Neal's hands is what I'm talking about. Oh. Like boom, like big old hands. Like Dude, his, his fucking, hands are. Huge, I know his though. hands, but I mean the the salads are really big. They are big. They're really big. But you know, uh, otherwise everything's good. My my some of my favorite meals so far have been the stir fried veggies are really really oh, good. Oh yeah. Uh, baked tempeh is. Oh man, dude, I could I could devour that shit. I could live <laughs> off that shit. But I'm not going to. That would be unbalanced and unhealthy. Yep. Yep. Uh and then the uh too much tempeh in this guy's system. <laughs> that's right. I become a a, a a block of tempeh. Yeah, they're like, Sir, is this the first? <laughs> yes, this is the first deceased human being from tempeh. Yeah, yeah. Um you're turning violet, Violet. Yeah. <laughs> that would be me. I'd turn you're turning Tempe. Yeah. Too much Tempe. We're not talking about the city in Arizona. (laughs) Right. Um, And then the uh, zucchini cucumber, uh, excuse me, the zucchini cashew uh, soup is, is bueno. Yes, it is so good, dude. I, I I would eat that every day too. That'd be good in a big bread bowl. Oh man. But you can't have bread. Screw you, dude. (laughs) What do you mean I can't have bread? I still get grains though this week. Oh, I believe you, I still get grains. It's oh. not. It's no animal proteins and stuff. It's week three that it's it's just fruits and vegetables. But is there any bread in it though? See, I don't know. The first couple of days there were two pieces of wheat toast for breakfast and stuff like that. But oh, but no, okay. not not typically. I if don't I imagine. If I recall correctly, bread time is over. Yeah, you're probably right. But there are still quinoas and rices and stuff. So other grains and, and yeah. whatnot. But yes, you're Do you right. Like quinoa? Are you enjoying? Yeah, the quinoa? yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, the worst part about the quinoa salad to me is. The uh, cucumbers. The cucumber, yeah. I mean, it's just like... Did you try dicing up the cucumbers really tiny instead of... I tried making them smaller, but I mean, like really tiny? No, I haven't. Maybe I could. Maybe I should. You know, You You could cut them into like these little cubes that maybe... You know, just fucking little tiny guys, you know? Yeah, I Make might. Make the size might, of a peanut. I might give that a shot, you know, at least for the quinoa salads and stuff like that. The the microgreen salad is just way too overwhelming for me. For somebody who doesn't, for somebody who's never ordered a salad as a meal ever, yeah. it's always a side salad, so it's usually like, you know, this little small thing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's great. You know, I got some greens in and everything, but I've never ordered like a big old bowl of salad as a meal. Yeah. So that's just, that's overwhelming for me, I think, you right. know, at this moment. There's a lot of great places out here. Actually, around around the Elf Tree Studios, nice to get salads. Nice, uh, I think uh, Healthica. Okay, that place is badass, dude. Shout they're out, like, yeah, shout out Healthica. They've got great salads, and then also, I guess Tender Greens. I, I've been to Tender Greens a time or two, and I guess those are salads as meals. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like it's got chicken on it. And it's it's you know, it's a, a chain restaurant, so they're not gonna yeah they're not gonna skimp on things to make things tasty. That's true. That's so true. it's just, it is what it is. I'm cooking for myself every single meal. I have not eaten anything that no, that I have not personally touched and prepared, which is excellent. I love that. Um, Do you feel like you're learning? Um, yeah, yes. Uh, yes. 
Uh, Why are you? I don't know because I don't know. I don't. I, I haven't <laughs> thought about it. I hadn't thought about what I could learn from this. But I, I do like. I've learned some of the recipes. I like the zucchini soups. I like you know all those kinds of things. Um, it, a lot of the stuff that I used to cook with, I probably don't need anymore. All the all the different seasonings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Most of the seasonings I've put in there have been the liquid aminos and and the the sea salt. Yeah, you know. I it's mean, kind of crazy how simple. And how good that stuff adds. You know? I get, I get the actual flavors of what I'm eating. Like yesterday, I had a, a, a root medley, roasted root medley for dinner, um, and the zucchini cashew soup. But the roasted root medley was carrots and onion and beets and a yam. And I like, I know what a sweet potato tastes like. I know what a carrot tastes like. I've never eaten a beet before in my life. Oh, it was yeah. delicious. Yeah, it was good. good. Like roasted and everything. I mean, it turned my turned my teeth red. It turned your teeth red and your shit bloody. It. It makes your shit oh, that's why yeah. I was wondering because I was like, "Damn, my shits have been kind of red last night and today." But it's because I ate the beets. Okay, you all right. it all? You were no, like, "No, I wasn't." I was like, "It's got to be something I ate," but I just couldn't remember what I'd eaten that would have done that, dude. It's the beet. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it makes your shit look like blood. It like, does. Like, it does. I was like, "Oh, did I like? Did I like rip something?" I've got a bloody stool. Like, Ugh. <laughs> um, a bloody stool. That's that's what they call the Judas cradle. Oh, <laughs> dude! Call back to uh, to yeah. Earthship Radio Twelve. Go check it out, everybody. Yeah, we talked about that, and it's something you don't want to know about, or do you? Or do you? Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm doing well. You know, my body's I, I'm feeling good. Like it's still tough to get up in the mornings, but I do find myself waking up before my alarm. That's you good. know, I and and I do find myself able to get up, and I, I I don't get tired throughout the day, which is another good thing. Nice, you know. So I'm 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 feeling different, but I I I'm not yet feeling, you know, one up energized like Mario. You yeah. Know what I mean? Well, yet that's coming. Yeah. No, I I hear you. After the old uh, release week, <laughs> after after the the flush. Yeah, I think the home stretch of of the reset. To me, it was by far the best week because you feel you feel uh, good. You're over kind of the. I think I guess this first week they talk about how it takes your body through a, bu- a bunch of emotions. Yeah. So you're kind of just. It ah, did. It know? did. I have. I've. I've. Uh, I've noticed a shorter fuse mm-hmm. on me slightly. You know. I've. I've. But uh, and but at least I recognize it. It doesn't mean that I've. I've stopped it from happening, especially in traffic. I'll be like, what the hell? Yeah. But I at least recognize that it's happening, and I'm patient with myself because I'm like, okay, this is not forever. You know, part of it has to do with the fact that I haven't been in partaking in THC, and that that kind of helps, just kind of just kind of smooth things out a little bit. It gives yeah. me an opportunity to to take things into perspective a little bit smoother than than not. But um, yeah, I mean, things have been I, I've been panicked, you know, again, because I feel like I'm just so far behind on certain things and, and all that kind of stuff, because this is all brand new. Um, so, I, you know, having patience with myself has been has been really helpful. And with being on a schedule, have you noticed your your like your work schedule is kind of in a different groove? Like the way um, you, well, maybe. You work from home a lot. You do yeah. a lot of editing and shit. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, my work schedule, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I've always known my work schedule is going to be different than most people. I, I I, can't stand to get up and do nine to five because if I have other things that I need to do, I kind of want to do those first and then do the work. Yeah. Which, you know, is why I, I, I did the, the, the tutorial video. You know, I started that in the afternoon. I started at like two or three in the afternoon and worked until about midnight, 1 a.m. almost, rather nice. than starting at 9 a.m. and working till, you know, seven or eight o'clock at night. Because then who wants to do any of their chores? I couldn't go run any errands at, at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock at night. Like just any of all the stuff that I need to do for my life, I couldn't do if I did all that work yeah. all the way up. That's why I hate That's why I hate the mandated 9 to 5 type of work because everybody does that. And so some of the things you need to do, like running to the bank and whatnot, you can't do unless you do it during business hours. Yeah. It's just it's, – it's – so for me, I it's it's allowed me to to open my brain to the fact that I have to be living my life for me, even though that means working for somebody else at certain points. If I'm currently being given the blessing of of being able to work for myself for somebody else, then I can schedule my day however the hell I want. And I don't have to panic. I don't have to rush. I just have to do it. I just have to get stuff done. But I can do it in my own time. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. How, many, uh, how many videos did you finish now for the tutorials? Like. Oh, uh, goodness, like eight or nine. 
Whoa! Like seven, well, I, seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. I've done. I've done quite a few. Damn! I didn't realize you've you're yeah. that deep into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done quite a few. Did we ever post like any of those videos? To to put one on the blog so people can maybe I, well, we could see we what we're talking put about. a link up there yeah 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 we'll we'll give everybody the opportunity you can, te- you can teach them just an undisclosed section of yeah right software of, of Cortex yeah uh, I've lost eight pounds oh shit. I weighed myself yesterday morning and I'd lost eight pounds since day one I I would imagine a lot of that's Dude. probably water weight I would imagine it's, it's but you're taking in a ton of water every day I, I am but it, I'm not I'm not taking in things that are holding on to that water. Yeah. Water is literally coming in and going out. I mean, I have to probably, I'm probably going to have to to step out here in just a minute and go pee because <laughs> I've, I mean, I've been consuming water all day. Uh, so I, I imagine part of that's that I'd be curious to see what I might shed off in the next week or shit you know, off or shit off <laughs> in the next week. Dang. Um, eight pounds. Eight dude. pounds. Yeah. I'm at, I'm at, I started at 195 and I'm now at 187. Wow. Well, uh, again, yesterday morning. So after all of yesterday's meals and today's meals so far, who knows? Who knows what I might be tomorrow? I probably should weigh myself tomorrow, beginning of week two. Yeah. Kind of see where I'm at. So, yep. Yeah. We've kind of, you know, the the initial thought was to jump in at the start of each week of you being on the next week. Yes. But, right. We've kind of, we, we've got, we've thrown off the groove a little bit. Yeah. I mean, things, things came up, things happen. You know, Joe's got to go out of town. I'm leaving. I'm leaving town. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's my, that's my reset update for the, for the, I guess for the week. Well, cheers. Thanks, man. Dude, I, um, I am going to go pee though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'll be right back. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. When your dog gets hungry, what do you do? You buy him a damn treat. Brought to you by Petco. Do you find yourself dozing off at work? Do you find yourself getting lost in an abyss of your own thoughts? Well, let me tell you something. That's badass. That's badass. That's badass. That's badass. That's badass. badass. Oh, hey, baby, that's badass. Yeah. Welcome back. And we're back, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, that's um. Isn't that Price is Right? I think yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, damn, they've programmed us to know their songs yeah, so well. I know, I know. Dude, I came across. Uh, I sent this to you yesterday. I don't know. We never really got a talk, a chance to talk about it. Oh, the sun thing. Yes, I read this last <sighs> no, night, dude. The mini ice age. That's <gasps> what time it is, dude. Oh man. The mini ice age. 420. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> That's a smoking fake marijuana. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. It's uh came across this article. It's through the Daily Mail Daily Mail. So I know they're a tabloid magazine. Right. I don't know how necessarily legit so their sources tab- are. What does tabloid mean, though? Tabloid is like I a, noticed you looking it up is why I'm going to well, ask. Well, it's like a, it's a structure. It's like a, like they talk about certain topics, like celebrity gossip Gossips, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, science to fashion to, yeah. they talk about everything. Um, how, and how accurate are they required to be? You know, that's the thing is, I don't know because, you know, when you think about it, most major media is supposed to be accurate. Sources are supposed to be correct, but mm. a lot of it, they get everything from the AP. Yes. And so a lot of articles, to, in my opinion, I feel are just dished out. Like, yeah. And all these various organizations just put a stamp on it. And sure, of course. Present it. But, so I don't know. You, you've explained to me what BuzzFeed is, and that sounds, I mean, they, they just kind of cull from everywhere yeah. and just promote and promote. And like, you know, just that's, that's how they get their content. It is yeah. literally the same content that you would find elsewhere. Well, it's weird because you'll like read an article about something and it'll be a quote from somebody and then, or a picture and then it'll always give credit, even if it's in the New York, New York Times, to the Associated Press. Something and it's like, like an AP. Yeah. Why isn't the New York Times there doing their own thing right. with their own reporters, getting their own quotes and their own sources? Because it costs them money, dude. They yeah. want to have as much money in their coffers as possible. So if there's already a company out there doing it for everybody else, then of it's course. It's kind of dangerous to think about, though. I mean, it's almost dangerous. Orwellian, you know? I mean, it, it, who's it dangerous for, though? It's not dangerous for them. It's, it's dangerous for us. Well, it's dangerous. Yeah, people who it's are well, taking I mean, in the information. Because think about it. If you, even, even getting on Twitter, even something as, as mundane as social media, you get one headline, and suddenly everybody who's anybody 
is retweeting that same story or the same headline. It's Mm -hmm. all the same for an entire day. Your entire Twitter feed is going to be Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, or, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's just like, I mean, that is so weird to think about. And that's, it's stuff like the Associated Press and BuzzFeed that, that I feel kind of, kind of cultivate that mentality Mm -hmm. of, you know, oh, great. There's a story that I read. Now I want to make it, I'm going to put it out there for my followers. And it's like, that's not a bad way to do it, but man, that, that literally means that some people's only source of news is PerezHilton.com or what? I mean, I don't know what to say, you know, whoever, you know, he's like TMZ, isn't he? Perez Hilton. I I don't know. I'm not going to make any uh, comments on Perez Hilton because I've heard a lot of things about him. Um, some good, but some, you know, not so great, like tabloid ish, oh, but I know. you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know much about Perez Hilton. He's I don't like know. a Hollywood guy though, right? How much, like, yeah, real flamboyant, he, he real is outwardly. Like, I don't know what he is now. I don't know kind of the, the, the topics he, he tackles now. Um, but you know, I, I have sports, heard some good fishing. things about him, you know, in, in terms of, of, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, philanthropy and stuff like that. Oh, so, cool. so you know, I mean, he he, he might be he might be okay. He just might not be the most you know reliable source for news. Yes, always always be uh, <laughs> cautious to those who create charities. Right, especially if Perez Hilton's <laughs> tweeting about uh, about sunspots. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> no, that that's the weird thing though. You think about all the news that you consume through because I I'll share articles that I come across on. Um, on Facebook. Yeah. So if I see like this article I shared, cause yeah. I was like, Whoa, okay. Whether this is a legit news source or not, it's a major media outlet. Right. And well, so, so it was talking about, it was talking about like sun cycles and how they were able to, to predict sun cycles. And they, they think that we're about to hit this. What's a, what's the, th- what's it called? The, the title of it's the thing called the, the Maunder minimum, the Maunder minimum, M A U N D E R. Okay. The Maunder minimum. Okay. Effect. And okay. uh, it's supposed to happen between 2030 and 2040 and 2041-ish. I'll point this out because we're, we're, we're slightly calling into question the validity oh, of it. Oh, 2020 and 2030. Right. I was going to say the headline and the opening line of the article differ. They, they are inconsistent with each other. So right then and there, these calls into question their, their credibility. Little bastards. Because yeah. it does say uh, the model predicts that the pair of waves – well, let me just – uh, I mean, it's 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 essentially talking about how there are two different poles in the sun, and they each put out different different types of solar waves, and the the sun activity um, kind of varies. It fluctuates. It's kind of got a, a cycle, yeah. an eleven year cycle, and every once in a while, you know, it kind of those two sets of waves will end up canceling each other out, and the sun's activity kind of. You know, it doesn't necessarily lie dormant. The sun doesn't go black or anything. They it say just it goes to sleep. It, it's it says um, that solar activity will fall by sixty percent during the twenty thirties to conditions um, seen during the mini ice age that began in sixteen forty five. Right. Which uh, I guess between what early like sixteen forty five and it was sixteen forty five to like seventeen something seventeen teens it lasted a good sixty some seventeen fifteen yeah. yeah yeah I saw that which is and, and it they say it froze over the the river Thames yeah yeah which is I, I saw interesting. that did you see that painting yes I've yes. seen that painting before we'll I've seen that painting of uh of there's people running and and skating on the river Thames that's yeah. you know there and it's frozen over and it's just I never really thought about why it would have been frozen over, except maybe it was just the winter. But I've, I mean, I've seen the River Thames. That's a big ass river to freeze, man. Yeah, and a river freezing over is very difficult because it it's just, always moving. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't get that cold in England. I, I've been to England in many different times of the year, and it never gets <laughs> freezing a giant river cold over yeah. there. You know, I mean up in up in Canada and and you know the Alaskan areas and stuff like that and you know a- anything farther north of that. But I think England's England's um climate is still too too humid. I think it's too wet for that kind of a freeze. It's just it's interesting because these articles will post like the post like graphs and things like that, but it's hard to tell if these if this stuff is legit, especially right. because you know, obviously just pointed out. <laughs> yeah, there's a massive mistake in the very opening sentences of this article. The Maunder Minimum, also known as the Prolonged Sunspot Minimum, is the name used for the period starting in about 1645 and continuing to about 1715 when sunspots became ex- exceedingly rare 
as noted by solar observers of the time. Interesting. Um, yeah, it caused the river to to freeze over. Um, well, I evidence. mean, that was that was the probably the least of what happened with the Maunder Minimum, the Thames freezing over. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there were whole civilizations that were probably wiped out above a certain latitude on the Earth. I mean, yeah. You I know, mean, I mean, just there's it because if if the sun activity drops by sixty percent, that kind of logically would make sense that the temperatures are going to drop by oh, about sixty percent. So think yeah. about it. In in I was mentioning this to you and Steve yesterday. If if the hottest days we get here in you know hundred one, hundred and three kind of degrees ish, sixty percent drop, dude. That puts us in a high of the forties. Yeah, highest of the year in the forties. I mean, that's chilly. That is chilly, dude. I mean, it's supposed to last ten to twelve years. Well, yeah, with the with the the sun cycle being eleven years, I I can see that. So twenty thirty to twenty forty forty five ish. Yeah, we'll post a, a link to this article because it's definitely interesting. I don't know. I really don't know how valid it is. It says yeah, read into it what you will, but but do some digging if you're if you're interested. They say it, there's there's a video on there too. Did you watch the video? It's the Wilcox Solar Observatory in California is where this information is supposedly coming from. Okay, um, all right. Maybe we should go check them out. Yeah, but yeah, did you watch that video where I was talking about the the solar flares and the, I didn't get the, to see the video. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean it's 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 worth checking out. Well, well, it's on that article. This yeah, that here? right there. Yeah, you know, it's a three minute thing. It literally just kind of. It describes what the sun's, what's in the sun and how it's all, you know, moving around. And then it causes these waves, which the sunspots are the, uh, the escaping of these, these solar waves and they cause solar flares and they do all this stuff. It's literally what causes the activity in the sun. And so if they drop by 60%, you know, the sun's, I guess it's like turning the heat down on your burner. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're still got fire. You still got heat and warmth and, and light, but you got 60% less of it. So you're you're going to be, uh, things are going to take a lot longer to, to heat I up. That's so interesting to think about, though. It's like, what's going to happen to people in these in these places, especially if it were to hit during the, I mean, the dead of winter. Like, I was up in Wisconsin, yeah. and it was negative... Oh, 15 degrees or some shit oh. whenever I was leaving. It was ridiculous. Loudy. Like my mirror on my car like, yeah, yeah. fell off while well, I was driving. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Not the whole side mirror, just the mirror part. It just oh, it was like so just cold. the glass. Whatever was keeping it on <laughs> just gave up. I was like, nope, not doing this. Holy cow. <laughs> this isn't Siberia. Why are and we? And it just it disintegrated itself. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, thinking about 60% colder. Yeah. I just don't. I mean, what so, you, yeah, yeah, that's that's bizarre. You'd be walking around in like a. You couldn't even leave your house. You'd probably have to go. I don't know. I don't know what that you, you could physically leave your house. That's that's the thing. I mean, if if there's any sort of humidity and it's that cold, it's gonna freeze windows shut. It's gonna freeze doors shut and all that kind of stuff. That's so interesting, man. Because it's also gonna change weather. I apologize. Keep going. Oh no, because I was. I mean, Sarah was pointing out some stuff where mm-hmm. there's these private contract companies that are hired to, they do a bunch of shit. They go yeah. in, they have, they have like private security, they can do infrastructure rebuilds, but they're these corporations, these companies you, you pay. Well, one of these companies that has, I guess, stuff to do with the Jade Helm thing coming up. Ooh. She was looking on their website. Allegedly. Which, allegedly, she was looking on their website and they had predictions, global predictions of the populations of, you know, the US, of, China, uh-huh. Russia, all uh-huh. the major uh, countries around the world. Yeah. And it was interesting because the population with it's by 2020. So if we're talking five years. Okay. 2020 to 2025 ish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the population here is supposed to drop in an insane amount. How, uh, like, in like, and what, where are they getting like this, millions number, this information? Millions. Well, that's the thing is I don't, I don't really know, but it, it's a company that has their projections hmm. and they say what the population is now and where they project the population to be in like literally five years from now. Yeah. And the project the predictions are millions of people are, really? are gone. Really? Would have to be gone for their predictions. So it's interesting because they're a team that would basically go in and they make things happen. They yeah. they they're who you would like. If you were a multi multi billionaire and you're like, okay, I've just bought this island, but there's some people inhabiting it, or there's like Blah blah blah. I need to have this done. Have one a one stop shop kind of thing. Yeah, it's that kind of company. Oh, so it's just interesting to think like, what does that even mean? What? How do you? You know? And it could be something. It could have something to do with this thing. Like it could. 
could one ice age like that literally wipe out you know millions upon millions of people billions I mean, think about it there there are already people who die because things get too hot and things get too cold in in America and all over the world so yeah, i mean they're going to be, I would imagine a lot of elderly are probably not going to make it during a, an ice age or something of that nature because one, the weather is going to change. So the food supply is going to die down because yeah. nobody's going to be able to grow anything. I mean, that's the thing. That's, that's going to get, that's going to get scary. It's dicey. It, it's, it's very dicey, like, like cucumbers, you know? I mean, yeah. But I mean, that's seriously, like, if you think about it, that is ultimately, I mean, they didn't mention that in the article. No. They're like, oh, it just happened. Of course not. Why would they? You know? they? They don't want to cause a panic. They just want to tell everybody that we're all going to be doomed. I mean, that's you interesting know? as shit to think it, about. It is. It is. Like, Do you know what? who owns the Daily Mail? They're, they've been around forever, though. Who has? Daily Mail. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, they've been around for a long ass time. Oh, yeah. I mean, anything in the UK that's uh, a staple is going to have been around a lot longer than anything in the US. If you were to guess... When the Daily Mail was founded, what would you guess? 1800s. All right. Close. 1700s? 1896. 1896. Okay. So the end of the 1800s. Okay. I can see that. DMG Media is the publisher of uh, the Daily Mail. Oh, I mean, okay. So the, they, they essentially own themselves. So I wonder who, who runs DMG Media. It is a British tabloid magazine. Yes. Uh, which is basically now everything's online. So it's yeah, just, and I mean almost everything is kind of a tabloid magazine. You know, I mean, again, like you were just saying, uh, New York Times doesn't necessarily write or put out their own content all mm -hmm. the time. They they pull stuff from the Associated Press. Maybe not their stories, eh. but photos and like things that are you know things that inspire these stories. I'm sure. I'm sure you know they come from other places, and people are paid to just sit and and write something original for for mm -hmm. our site or our paper. You know, so it kind of kind of calls into question the 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 validity of a lot of things. It's a uh, it's a subsidiary of uh, DMGT, which is uh, Daily Mail and General Trust PLC. Oh, it's a British media conglomerate. Okay. And so they formerly were Associated Media, which is what they're... Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Associated Media, you know, the to get away to the from Associated it. Press. Right, exactly. Interesting. Well, I mean... We'll I, see what happens. I, I will, yeah, I mean, we will definitely be alive for it. I just well, don't know. Well, I like, shouldn't say definitely, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we will ideally be alive for it in 15 years. I mean, it makes you wonder. It's like... Is this just a hoax? Like, do they, like, are they posting real material? Is this real material? Because, like, that's a, that's a big-ass deal. We have no way of knowing. If and that's honestly, right. we would have no way of, of knowing that this was even a possibility if we didn't have the internet, if we didn't have media and people doing those things. So it kind of, again, calls into question how beneficial is it for people to know this? Because you're going to get people panicking. You're going to get people not living their lives. I think people would probably stand a better chance of surviving if people went out and lived their lives and there were people who knew how to do all this kind of stuff. As opposed to now where everybody who goes and reads this article, people living in a house and they're all comfortable and they're like, oh my God, I got to save up all this money and I got to do all this. You're, you're going to try and prepare for a disaster in present day times. And it's not going to do you any good because as soon as disaster strikes, all that money is not going to be worth the, the paper it's printed on. Yeah. And there's probably not going to be very much food for you to be buying with it anyways. That's true. So it's just, you're, uh, the, I, I wonder again, yeah, why the, why, why people think it's necessary to, to do all of this necessary, this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. That's the thing is I, I, I wonder, but I also think, you know, there's a big part of me that does feel like there's, uh, and it's important to be transparent. So it's just where the sources are coming from, like where this media is coming from, like what could be some of the solutions, you know? So yeah. it's like, if you, if you know about something happening at least 10 years out and you live in fucking Alaska, yeah. you may want to get out of there. That, you know? that is true. That is true. I mean, it, it probably does serve some benefit, but it, I don't know. I think, I think you're, you're preaching to a mass of people that are not, they they're not critically they don't think critically enough to be able to yeah. properly handle that kind of information if it is actually true. But even like even if if it is true, like how we're even discussing it, like we're just okay. That's very interesting shit. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you know, but we're not freaking out about it. I'm not nah. going to go and you know. But I would. I, I I'll just go buy a parka. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, but it is going to be 
strange to all of a sudden see that kind of news if it is true to ramp up in the last minutes of like people just now oh in a year from now it's going to be an ice age that's why it's been getting colder yeah i mean 10 degrees colder this month or whatever. exactly i just think i think that it's not going to be something that just happens one year it's just it's going to eventually just get colder and colder and colder and you know year after year after year and then it's not going to start getting warmer again for 10 to 12 more years well you know when they find uh they found like woolly mammoths and even people, right? With oh, like I guess you're right. Partially digested food in their body. And I guess you're right. Just it stuck has in sitting positions. That is the ice age. The ice age. But it, I mean, what is the ice age other than us just floating around in space and I guess people measuring shit with a you know digging into the earth and I, seeing what the yeah, rings are doing? But I guess you're right. But I don't know. I mean, this could be the type of deal where. It's just so quick. It just freezes everything over. and You know, some people think, I, I heard a, a theory the other day that some people think that, that the planets were closer in to the sun way back when. And then certain solar activity, there were some flares and stuff like that that were so powerful. They threw off the gravitational or the magnetic you know, force that, and basically pushed planets essentially out a ring. So Earth is currently inhabiting the orbit that, that Mars was inhabiting back in the day. And Mars might have been the planet that actually had life and was, was um, you know, fruitful. Yeah, I mean, they're finding the uh, what they found. Again, I don't, do, I don't know how accurate any of this shit we <laughs> hear right. from NASA. This or, stuff could have all come out of the head of Ridley Scott, and we're just we're taking it as fact. I'm a skeptic on all of it, but um, I'm also, you know... It's not a bad thing. Well, I mean, there's a part of me that gets crushed because whenever I see like they're showing curiosity rover pictures and things like that. Yes. There's a part of me that's like, yeah, that's really fucking cool that they're just doing that. But then there's a part of me that's like, I don't wait a minute. This yeah. seems so like ridiculous. Like why? I don't know. Having gone down the rabbit holes, uh, yeah. I mentioned this, it's just hard to like, it's hard to just take that information and go, Oh yeah, this is as far as we've gone. We're just driving these little remote control things around taking snippets of, a desert. Of right. course, it's just a desert. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's like the easiest thing to ever have to just not explain anything about. It's just right. rocks. There's, but apparently, they're discovering water on Mars. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, if it was floating in this ring that is where we're at, potentially it was there a would freaking have been. flourishing. Yeah. So, what could potentially be Earth's fate? Hmm. Well, exactly. I mean, people think that Earth crashed into Mars, knocking it out of its orbit. And I don't that believe that. Oceans like crossed over. <laughs> I, can, mean, I mean, that was part of the theory. That was that was kind of the 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 out there part of the theory. I mean, I could see me. I could see there being like um asteroids or things carrying a bunch of I mean, think about how much water is on our planet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm. it's like if we sucked all the water off our planet, what would it look like? What would the shape of our planet be? People think there are giant there there would be you would see something in the earth that is just would would uh essentially support the fact that we've crashed into something or you know uh, if you think about how deep those trenches are in the world like yeah. why why would it why would it have done that if we were a spinning ball of molten something that solidified i mean you're not going to see a ball of metal, you know, like a, a, a ball of molten copper solidifying and having those giant chasms in it. Yeah, that's true. So, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's, yeah, I mean. I don't know. I don't know. I knows. I really don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think any, any of us do, you know. But I, I look forward to, to, to finding out if, and, you know, if and when any of this stuff gets confirmed or we, we ever find a way to, to actually know truth about certain things. I, I would be I'd be curious to see how many of these theories are right on the nose. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Until then, it's just theories. It's like if you think about it, you know, like looking into the flat Earth theory, the hollow Earth theory, all yeah. this shit. Yeah. Um, what's on Which the dark both side of, those of the moon? Are very fascinating you know? to me. Yeah, I mean, so much. Well, there's a lot of information. There's a lot of behavior that has happened throughout history where um, certain empires are pursuing things that are kind of weird. It's like, yeah. why, are, why are they trying to find op openings in the right. North Pole? Or, right, You know, right. it's like, wh like, who funded this and who had the idea that this is a reality, you know? But then again, man, all of our history, as far as we know it, there's some weird-ass shit in it. Like, that is true. Like aliens, 
which ET, I should say. I don't want to say aliens because we're technically aliens too, you know? Like we're a creature from the universe. Yeah. Well, I mean, extraterrestrials actually, I mean, if you trace the words back to their, their root, it means, uh, well, I don't exactly know what it means, but terrestrial is, is of Earth. It, it, that's that's what the word terrestrial means mm-hmm. and extraterrestrial means not of earth mm-hmm. earth is our planet so uh, not people not that were not born here or not native to earth which again like you're saying we are technically not sh- probably not native to earth either but like somebody coming and landing on earth that would be how we would distinguish well there's an et an et mm-hmm. And then they get out because it, it look looks like, like Steven Spielberg's character. Mm-hmm. It probably looked like Steven Spielberg. Yeah, getting out. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's. I mean, yeah. It's it's theories. They're all theories, and then same the same. If you really think about uh, everything we've been taught about our planet, you yeah. know, of what it's a round ball. Um, here's twenty two thousand miles out, and here's a picture of your planet. Yeah. And ultimately, none of us really know if those are real. That's true. You know, that is. True. So it's it's just an accepted theory. Until I guess each one of us can go out to space and see for our own eyes. And, yes. You know, it's just that's the funniest part of our society to me is we just accept information to such degrees where that's the norm. And, yeah. you know, you can't really talk about flat earth with most people because people don't really get it. They don't know what you're talking about. I didn't get it until I heard the there was an episode of Higher Side Chats that somebody was explaining it to me and I'm like, uh, okay, I, I kind of get, I get the most base idea of what the flat earth theory is and I can, I can at least picture it, but how on earth that's a reality, I would not even begin to fathom. Yeah. I mean, it opens up a whole new door of thoughts. It's like, okay, so if we are just on a Petri dish, right. <clears throat> then, then we are not in a, on a ball spinning out in the solar system, orbiting a sun. No, we're just in an enclosed environment. Yes. That is, it's like a video game. Yes. It's or a uh, laboratory. A laboratory. A laboratory. A very massive. I mean, how many times do you grow up going, man, this world is small? It is. You know, when you have a, you run into somebody somewhere or you, that, right. I mean, it makes you think though, like how big is our planet really? You know, because if you were to, you know, we've got our maps that we look at. Yeah. Well, and then the theories around, you know, the UN flag. <laughs> right. Yes. It's, uh, right. That was it. That was, somebody pointed out the UN flag and I was like, oh, okay. I can see how that flat air theory would, would work for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's basically, uh, it's really interesting to it look is. into, but who knows? I mean, I am, so, I mean, back to the sunspot thing mm. or the ice age or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. it does make me question the validity of all of it because having looked into so many different theories yeah. and really only the... The thing where I go, okay, what is my reasonable mind? Well, I always default to what I've been taught, which is we live on a, of course, on a ball, and the sun is really out there doing what it's doing, and it's going to yeah. go dormant, and yeah. the effect is we're all going to fucking perish because we can't do anything about it, you yeah. know? Yeah. And there's a part of me that's like, I don't know about that because if we're floating in the middle of this thing with all sorts of shit that could just, I mean, think about how long this planet has avoided just obliteration just completely like not even existing anymore 29 years according to me according to us according to me the earth has only existed for 29 years it's weird to think about though because it's it's strange to to go okay well everything is yeah it is that fragile but then when you think about how fragile that really is yeah it's kind of over overly fragile it's Mm. like wait a minute Maybe that isn't all there is to this thing we live in. Or maybe our entire galaxy is just a marble, like in Men in Black. Which, another fucking uh, uh, theory I was hearing about the other day was just talking about the Men in Black and all the... You know, it's just... All of what these the things, oh, I don't really remember. I shouldn't have really brought it up, except that it had the word men in black in it. But it was talking about aliens and, and, and you know, the population of the Earth and how men in black are potentially... Uh, ways for extraterrestrials to come down and, you know, take on some, some kind of human form, but be wearing black suits and be very inconspicuous and like, you know, things like that kind of almost like a disguise, almost like a Raphael in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but in a you suit, know. but in a, in a suit, in you a know, black like, tuxedo. like Will Smith, you know, <laughs> boom, yeah, 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 man. yeah, ha uh, ha, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yo, ha ha, Jason Derulo, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck, I mean, I feel 
quite uh, attracted to stories about things like this because, I don't know, I question reality every single day of my life. I mean, we kind of have a responsibility to, if we have any sort of, if we have any sort of thought in our heads that something is not behaving the way that it's supposed to be, we do, we do have a responsibility to our own brains and our own experience, our own human experience to investigate those things. Otherwise we're just letting it wash over us as if it's truth. You know, part of a healthy breakfast, how many commercials have you seen for frosted flakes and all this really crappy shit that's saying part of a healthy breakfast? Yeah, they're liars. I mean, I've been eating healthy breakfasts all week long, yeah. all week long, and they've been delicious, and they've given me all sorts of energy. I never got that kind of energy from a bowl of Frosted Flakes no, and a Pop-Tart. It's a healthy breakfast if you're a <laughs> sugar cube. Right, or some orange juice. I mean, orange juice is delicious, but orange juice is full of sugar. Yeah, well, is, I mean, it just depends. If if you're making fresh squeezed, sure, you know, sure. when you buy all that shit from the store that's like, whatever, what is it, Florida orange juice or whatever? Sunny D. Yes, oh, Florida, so Florida orange juice, Tropicana, you know, yes, the 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 big brand name. Just loaded. I mean, yeah. loaded. So yeah, it's it's bizarre. It's, it's like have a have ten teaspoons of sugar with your <laughs> <right>. breakfast. <laughs> yes, exactly. Here's all this energy to get you through three and a half hours till you get to lunch. Yeah, you know, it's a shame because orange juice is so delicious. It is pretty good. It um, is pretty pretty delicious. So you know you know what we missed out on Joe this year. We, I, we, you and I talked about this at the beginning of when I got here last year. We were like, man, we can't make it this year. But next year, we're, we're going to try and, and see if we can, we can make it I too. think I know what you're saying because somebody yesterday reminded me that they were going. Right, right. Woodstock. Woodstock. Yeah. <laughs> Woodstock 2015. Um, San Diego Comic-Con. Corpse of Jimi Hendrix will be there. That's right. And playing <laughs> the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> I actually I listened to that the other day. It's such a great, With such brid- a great brittle tune. fingers. Yeah, man, little, uh, it's such a great tune though. The Star Spangled Banner. Well, Jimmy's version of oh. of the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, I mean like the acid version of Star Spangled Banner. Dude, we'll play that. We'll play a clip of that right now. feel just so patriotic Patri- I mean, i'm saluting yeah as we're as we're doing the show so ridiculous um but uh, yeah san diego comic-con i mean that is a nerd fest orgy I, of a convention i it's just one of those things that you have to they sell out so quickly yes i'm never thinking about like i never think about that stuff like you're going to the podcast movement yes it's never like in my brain to go oh i'm gonna go to this event to like go through this whole thing. But you, I mean, you go to these things all the time. Like you just did the uh, NAM. Was that what it was? NAB. NAB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, NAM. I just went to NAM. NAM. You went to NAM. No, there's another one. NAA. NAACP. NAAMM. It's another gear kind of show. Yeah, okay. Okay, all right, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Comic-Con is the freaking pinnacle of all pinnacles. All pinnacles. I mean, everything from... TV shows to movies to comic, well, especially comic books. But I mean, just it's it's literally a giant nerd fest, and it's great. I think it's so fantastic that people are so on board with being a nerd that they've created this giant comic convention uh, that everybody goes to every year. What's is it like? Because it's kind of moved itself out of nerddom into right. Like, it's it's almost like South by. It's become instead sure. of just a music festival, now it's a big tech festival. Yes, yes. And it's just kind of shifted everyone's mentality of what that event is. Like when I think of Comic Con, I'm like, whoa, that's a big ass event where people preview, you know, the first glimpses of a movie, yeah. of a new show, TV series. You get a lot of spoilers. You mm-hmm. get to see a lot of the celebrities and and things like that. I'm not Kept- a big comic book reader, but big you know comic books will premiere there and yes, shit. Yes. So it's just well, like- yeah, exactly. Graphic novels. You get all sorts of artwork. You get a lot of uh, a lot of really awesome things. But they've they've definitely come into the mainstream culture uh, over the last few years. And you've never been to it? No, I've never oh, been. Gosh. I've never been. It's it's. I mean, I imagine the. Uh, it would be not necessarily super expensive, but pricey. It would be an investment. It would be something that we would have to, you know. How much are tickets to something like that? Like a couple hundred bucks or? I would imagine. I would imagine they're a couple hundred um, depending on what kind of ticket you're getting. 
plus you got hotel and travel and all that kind of stuff going down there. I mean, San Diego is not that far for us, but um, yeah. I wonder how it is. Like, is it is it just like is there space to walk around and, and casually see everything, or is it going to be just like a shit show where yeah. you're just crammed around a, a bunch of people trying to catch a glimpse behind the tallest gentleman who happened to ever stand in front of you type of thing. You See know? that? I, I, yeah, man, I, I, I don't know because I haven't been. But having been to South by Southwest and having been to NAB, yeah, I mean, you have to – I would want to know exactly what I would want to see and have things planned out so that I can go and at least be comfortable. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to feel like cattle and it's just going to stress me out just and I'm not going to have the most fun I can have. And I would really like my first at least experience with, with Comic-Con to be, dude, you know, to we, be fun. We should, uh, we should get tickets, I guess, whenever they go year. on. I don't know when they go on sale. How I don't either. We'll, we'll take a look. We'll take a look at that. I know some people that might be able to to hook us up with some discounts or something like that. Dude, that would be rad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go to that. Yeah, that would be fun. It's only, you know, San Diego, not far. Yeah, right. Two hours? A uh, couple hours, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, two and a half hours is not too bad. Um, but right now, I'm I'm going to release this to... to the Elf oh, Tree World. Yes. Um, we there's a Batman Superman trailer just came out. Uh, you know, I was personally expecting a Star Wars trailer to come out, uh, or you know, hoping because you know San Diego Comic Con. This is the first time Star Wars has been at San Diego Comic Con. Oh, is it? Yeah, I mean, Comic Con has not been around since oh. Star Wars was with, and and not even that. I just don't think. I don't think that big movies and things like that were going to Comic Con when the prequel trilogy was coming out and all that. I I just this is this is a big deal. It's a big deal for Star Wars. Wonder how insane it was to try to get into that room just to see this when they showed off the well whatever this is. Hall H. It's one of their biggest halls, and they did a they did a big uh, a big you know panel and had you know Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and everybody there you know for that and then. At the end of it all, J.J. Abrams was like, everybody, we want you to come outside to the parking lot across the street from us right now, and we're going to have a concert of all the Star Wars music. And literally everybody piled out. Everybody. A free concert for you know Star Wars music and everything like that. So that was what happened at the, at the Star Wars wow. panel. Wow. Okay. You know. so was it like an orchestra kind of thing? Or? I, I imagine. I don't know, but I imagine. Yeah. I'm at, oh, no, no, no. I do know. It was the San Diego Symphony Orchestra. That was okay. playing, you know, music of John Williams. Wow. So was it just a mingle and or it was, was it, it was just like a concert? You're going to a symphony concert, you know, and you got a bunch of nerds there. Everyone everyone had to go back and get into their hotel rooms and change into their tuxedos. <laughs> right, yes, yes. They had to put on their, their evening gowns. Yeah, you gotta put away those Princess Leia buns. Ironically though, Kevin Smith's panel was right after the Star Wars panel. Oh, nice. And everybody just piled out. Oh <laughs> and he was there. He said the 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 uh, the hall was about a third full. Oh my gosh! Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. Would you have stayed? Oh yes. You would have missed the Star Wars music. Yes, because I can hear symphony orchestras play the Star Wars music. I well, but I can always also go see Kevin Smith too. But it's a, it's a, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to, you know, feel it out. If I had planned to see Kevin Smith, I'd stick around for Kevin Smith. Yeah. I mean, you you've know. seen the guy quite a few times. What is what? What he was he talking about? The what is it? Yoga hosers. Yoga hosers. Yes. Did you Are, see his picture? He tweeted. Oh, I don't think so. He tweeted a picture of uh, of the villain from Yoga Hosers. Oh, I didn't see it. No, it's, it's called the Bratzi. Oh, let me see if I can I find it. I want to see this shit. The Bratzi. What yeah. is that? It's um. So is that like a new form of uh, a board game? Bratzi. <laughs> right. No, it's actually it's a it's a, a Nazi that's made out of. Uh, oh Jesus! He's a giant. He's a giant sausage. Like a bratwurst. Like a bratwurst. Yes, exactly. A sentient Nazi bratwurst is what the bratzi is. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to I'm trying to pull up the photo. It's hilarious. It is. I mean, this it's is so. The, fucking this is the villain funny. in the movie. This is the villain in Yoga Hosers, the bratzi. Whoa, that's a pretty badass costume. And can you tell who it is? Um, is that Ralph Garman? No, it's Kevin Smith. That's him. That's Kevin Smith. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I mean, he's, it's it's great. I mean, he's got the prosthetics the and everything. The top of his head looks almost like a like the tip of a, a like onion a or something. Oh, I see it now. It's, it's like, like yeah, it's a, it's a little dude. Yeah. That looks nasty. It does, doesn't it? Well, that's like it's like his. Show a um, picture of that. He, it looks like a like a potato bag almost. Well, yeah. I mean, I wonder what I wonder what the whole body looks like because it's just kind of the head up. Oh, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, that was that was Kevin Smith's kind of news. They premiered the trailer. I'd actually like to look up that trailer too. That'd be that'd be pretty cool to see. 
Is the it Yoga Hosers? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't looked it up. But the Batman Superman trailer oh, is something that's, that's pretty big. So let's All let's right. let's take a break and let's uh, let's watch this yes. real quick. Everybody's wow. jizzing themselves after wow. the. That was pretty good. I mean, that's that's a full blown trailer that gave us some story elements that you know gives you an idea of wow three minutes and thirty nine seconds that was a long trailer. I uh yeah that was that was pretty good it looks looks legit it does Lawrence Fishburne I mean good old Morpheus Dude, Cowboy Curtis I love that guy he is great I think as soon as I heard that they were they had cast him as as uh, Perry White in the first Man of Steel movie mm-hmm. I was like yeah rock on I think he would do a killer job. The red capes are coming. <laughs> the red capes are coming. So yeah, we got to see Lex Luthor. We got to see Wonder Woman. We got to see like some actual Bruce Wayne type of uh, of stuff along with, you know. Didn't what? get to see Lex with his bald head though. Right, which makes me wonder. Something I imagine something happens. Something's got to happen. Maybe with the kryptonite we saw him with there. You know, it, it kind of, that's that's part of the comic book lore is that Lex Luthor. Um, at a certain point, Lex Luthor kind of turned into, he was the kind of this younger, being a big, you know, kind of uh, in shape kind of guy with long hair. And I mean, he was a really good looking dude. And then kryptonite is what, what caused him to get kind of sickly yeah. and, and bald Just and everything probably like, like that. Uh, radiation or something. Right. And that's why he blames Superman. You know, so, and I think that's a, that's all, you know, comic stories and stuff like that. And Superman is seen as a God. Well, of course he is. He's he's invincible. He has all these powers, and he can fly. He came down from the sky, which Luther was talking about. You know, devils don't come from the ground; they come from the sky. Which you know, it's interesting. It's quite true. It's interesting. Uh, it's true. I mean, are you? Uh, what do you think of their Lex Luther choice? Um. I feel like man, Lex Luthor is just such a powerful character for me. It was always very confusing when I heard Jesse Eisenberg because Jesse Eisenberg is a very kind of Weasley type of character, you know, actor for me. You know, Zombieland, he did, he was good, but he's just kind of a very, you know, shrunken in, timid kind of guy. He was the same as Mark Zuckerberg. So this will be good if he, I mean, because he's he's up against some pretty pretty big actors, some pretty you know massive performances and characters. So he's, I mean, it's like a. I mean, that's like the film of his career, almost, well, or the pinnacle. Well, I don't know. I mean, well, social, social network. Social network was huge. <laughs> that but, was big. But this is a huge ass role. Like to be in this these is kinds a, this of is superhero a movies. Blockbuster for him. Yeah. Well, I for mean, everybody. But yeah, this is a big thing. You land any film like that to that caliber, it's like it's like landing a Harry Potter movie. You it's know? true. It's like damn. It's like Lando Calrissian. The majority of people you know will go see this movie. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah. They will see your performance. Because essentially when you're acting, no one has to watch you act. But no, I mean, you've, got, you've got a crew of maybe 50 people around watching your performance and, you know, that's it. And then suddenly millions, millions and millions of people. Yeah. I, I'm, not the, I'm not the hugest fan of, of him. I think he's kind of a... Um, Jesse? Yeah, I feel like he's a little bit of a pigeonholed character because he's so... It's, his personality is so much... In every role he's ever in, yeah, I think it's kind of just how he naturally is because all his acting always looks the same. Uh, yeah, me. I wonder. Um, but yeah, I mean, just so far seeing it, it looks really legit. Like, yeah, the movie looks great. My yeah. only, my only qualm would be, yeah, that was an interesting choice with Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll we'll see. I mean, the movie comes out March next year, so we've got a little bit of a little bit of waiting to to to, to come. Yeah. I imagine we'll see at least one more trailer before they should have had Bill Murray. Play, uh, <laughs> they should have. They should have. I imagine. I imagine. Come, you know, Thanksgiving or Christmas, we'll see. We'll see one more trailer, and then, uh, and, and then, then it'll be the movie, and then the movie, the yeah. movie. Like, well, we do have free tickets. Remember? Oh, that's true. We do have. We do have two free screening tickets Whoa, to see it at the IMAX in March. So we'll 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 do that next year. Is it an early screening or is it going to be? It'll be a week a, before. Oh, that is so badass! I yeah, completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be a week before. So you know, squirt, squirt, dude. Once that. Think about it. When that comes around, mm-hmm. that's going to be trippy. We'll it be like, is. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, I wish we could do a three movie goes on it, but we only have two tickets. So yeah. we'll have to do a three movie goes on it when the movie actually comes out. We'll go see it at, at uh, we, we really should go see it at, um, at City Walk with Martin. Yeah. You know, see the full blown, you know. I mean, we could, we could do a, what's the next movie we're doing with three movie goes? Aren't we doing uh I think it's going to be Wally. Wally. Yeah, I think nice. it's going to be Wally and then maybe uh maybe Terminator.
<laughs> Can I leave you with one more thing that I found uh, quite interesting? Yes. I just kind of stumbled upon it. Um, it's just this little this little article. I might actually just go ahead and read it to you. Yeah. But, uh, Hell yeah. So uh, the title is, A 50% stake in Domino's Pizza was once traded for a used VW Beetle. So 50% of Domino's Pizza. Domino's Pizza is a pretty big pizza chain. It's huge. You know, Domino's, Pizza Hut, Papa John's. Those are the three massive pizza chains, you know, kind of around here. Um, But, uh, okay, so it happened in 1961, just a little under a year after brothers Tom and James Monahan had purchased a pizza restaurant named Dominic's for $500. These two guys purchased a pizza store for $500 in 1961 and made it Domino's. So that's how they got Domino's out of Dominic's. Dominic's, yes, exactly. Wow. After eight months of running the business as a partnership, James Monahan decided to trade his stake to his brother for a used Volkswagen Beetle. Fast forward 38 years, and Tom Monahan decided to retire and sell most of the company that was now known as Tomino's Pizza. He got a bit more than the price of a used Volkswagen Beetle, though. He sold 93% of his company for $1 billion. Oh, my God. $1 billion. So the brother missed out on $500 million for a used VW Beetle. But do you think, do you think like, surely his brother's taken care of? Like, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, that's, that's just it. This story is slightly misleading in that it doesn't tell you how his brother's doing. His brother's not, probably not, you know, homeless on the street somewhere. Yeah. Like, but let's follow up with the brother and yeah, see what's right. gone exactly. on with his life. How's exactly. it being the brother, the, the poor brother to a billionaire brother? It was pretty funny. I do wonder if, if he essentially gave him some of his shares or like a certain chunk of cash for like, dude, we started I mean, I know this together. I would. I know oh, I would. definitely. You know, I mean, I would, I would make sure that, you know, my brother had enough money, no matter what it was that he was doing. You know, I mean, you sold 93% of your company for a billion dollars. You could give, I could give my brother $50,000 a year and still not, you know. Uh, that's all you give him? 50 grand a year? But that's just it. I mean, if I gave him $50,000 a year and he was still working, doing his own thing, yeah. like, I mean, that's just extra money. It is. It's just extra money for anybody, like especially a, if you're making your own way in the world already. Yeah. You know, I think so. even now what you could do is... Tom Monahan, you're, you're invited on the show. Tom Monahan. No, no, no. James Monahan. James excuse Monaghan. me. The, the, the brother that got the Beetle. The brother that's driving the Beetle. That's driving the used VW Beetle. Dude, so that's insane. So he still kept a portion of the company... I guess, I guess so. I guess bucks. so. He's he's got seven percent of the company. And what year was that again? Well, they bought it in 1961, but, uh, but, but they got they the sold it 38 years later. So 90, uh, 99. Oh my god, dude! It was worth a billion back in '99. And that's not even since they started to revamp themselves. I imagine it's probably worth more now. I'm curious about that. Domino's even though I really like, there's parts of me that don't give a fuck. Well, you know, I, but I I am curious. I will take a look. Domino's, when I used to eat like the, um, the you know, you mentioned them, the Pizza Hut, yeah. Papa John's, yeah. Domino's, Domino's Thin Crust. Yeah. Uh, back when I used to have pepperoni. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable pizza. Nice. Like, you, I was always a CeCe's oh. guy. We always, especially for our family, because, you know, we had a family of six. And so, you know, to, to feed a family of six, Pizza Hut or Domino's could get kind of pricey. Just so go we would go to, we'd go to CeCe's, all you can eat buffet. And boy, could I put it away, It's like man. five bucks, right? Woo! Yeah, dude. Five bucks a plate. Oh my gosh, dude. I used to destroy CeCe's Pizza Buffet. <laughs> it's a good thing the quality of the pizzas. It's, I mean, it's it's okay. It's it's not. It was decent It's pizza. not that. It's but like, yes. it's, it, it feeds this. It's like Mr. Gaddy's. Yeah, it's like school pizza. Like I remember going and getting. <laughs> uh, it's better than school pizza. Well, but they used to do these little uh, French bread pizzas. Yep. And I remember thinking back, like, these are fucking disgusting. Yeah, yeah. When I was at school, but they were so much better than the round pizzas mm-hmm. that were part of the normal meal p- program. Yeah. You had to pay extra to get the little French, little bread, French pizza. bread pizza. But yeah. even then, like as an adult now, buying things and knowing how to make stuff and mm-hmm. what things cost a little bit. Yeah. Like even that was just garbage, you know, yeah, it to, is. compared to what you can make. and It's true. But that's one thing I am looking forward to at the end of this reset is being able to incorporate some of the things that I would really like to eat right at this moment, like a sandwich. I would fucking kill for a sandwich right about now. Yeah. Or a pizza or something, you know, like stuffed zucchini. The lady at the at the grocery store was talking to me about stuffed zucchini because I was buying some zucchinis earlier. So she started like telling you all these things you didn't want to be hearing. Well, I was just like, oh, this it. doesn't help me right now. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, scooping out the zucchini and stuffing it with... 
you know, whatever, whatever you want to make cheeses and, and some meats or, or other veggies and stuff like that. But Ooh man, that would be so good. Oh yeah. It's just not on the meal plan at this moment. So I I need to make some notes. I need to make some notes and and remember those things for when I, when I'm done. It'll be on the meal plan in 14 ish days. In 14, 14 years when the uh, mini ice age happens. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, but isn't that nice to think about? You've only got fourteen days left. I do. I know. It's, like it's, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. I'm. I'm. I'm proud of this. I'm proud of the fact that I'm doing this, and I'm doing it for. Well, I'm doing it for myself, but I'm also doing it. I'm doing it because I want to. I want to to support something that I think people people have spent a lot of time, you know, researching and figuring out, and and you know, I I do. I believe in this as opposed to all those fad things that people are all just all about making money. I I I've heard. Nothing but but rave reviews and rave yeah. things about Team Beach Body Shakeology, all the the workout videos and stuff like that. So, you which know, is funny because I, I play dumb them. most of the time. Like I don't know what this you know what, what this thing is. is. Well, no, what this uh, reset entails. Oh yes, right. Having done it, through, but you've you know, done it. But yes, it's, right. It is a new experience. It's very much a personal experience. Like yeah. everyone deals with it differently. So yeah. it's nice to hear your like. I didn't have any qualms with the microgreen salad. I yeah. fucking loved them. Yeah. So it's interesting to hear what is disgusting you. But you also it. had not been eating meat for a, a few years prior to your, your reset, right? Yes. So I stopped you, in 20, 2010 and then okay. uh, did the reset in 2013. Okay, okay. So, I mean, you, you've you've gone and found alternatives. You've probably eaten a lot more salads and stuff than I have. I mean, I'm I'm... Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm an average American when it comes to the stuff that I eat, but I'm I'm definitely not I'm definitely not the most healthy, and I'm I'm getting yeah. better. I think this week again I've I've eaten more healthy this week than I have most of my life. Well, I think having the ability uh, to I shouldn't commit. say that my mom's gonna get really mad at me because my mom used to cook really really good healthy meals and stuff, but uh, it's the first time I've eaten really really healthy since I was under my own cooking steam. Stand down, Vivian. Yeah. Stand yeah. down. Put that spatula away. Bear claws away. Yeah, Come on, mom. Bear claws away. <laughs> uh, so, um, damn. Thanks for, uh, thanks for doing the show, man. I know you're, you got another, you got a busy couple of weeks coming up. So it's, yeah, uh, it was man, good to, I, to chit chat with you. And again, I apologize that it's kind of breaking up the old, uh, no, it's all right. Like I'm going to be going to Vegas to s- visit my mom. She's going to a conference there. So nice. I was, it's only five hours away. I'm oh. going to drive, stay a couple days and hang with her. But I want to try to get some sort of if it feels right, I would love to be able to sit down with her and just maybe podcast with her. I don't nice, know. Nice. Do you want to take the mics? Um, I'm. I could do the travel mic. You, uh, I can. I can bring it over. I'll that bring would. It over I think that'd you. be the easiest because <clears throat> I think with her it'd be more of just a casual thing. Cool. I think she would get like a little nervous being in. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll bring the. the I'll bring stuff. the travel mic over then tomorrow. She, I, I could be wrong, but you know, Vivian. That's she true. nails it. She's See, but yeah, but she again, she's had uh, she's had experience. She's been doing her she'd been doing her radio show for like five years, so she's no stranger to the 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 headphones and microphone. It would be fascinating though to just be in the cans with my mom. Like, it would just, be cool when your mom comes to visit visit the Elf Tree. Yeah, we'll, you'll you you can do it upright. So, uh, Gail, we're officially inviting you. You are officially invited on the show. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, if you want to throw a couple coins in our feed the tree, yeah. we, uh, we're self-sustaining here at the old elf tree, and we're still waiting for for our first donor. So if you'd like to be our first mm-hmm. donor, we will give you a we'll give you a goodie bag. We're standing at ease from uh, allowing anybody to jump on our backs to right. have to promote them just yet. We're we're not really sure what we want to do in that world, but. Uh, any support we can get from you would be badass. Yes, it would. So, uh, so with that, for this week on Hi Dare, I'm Ian. And I'm Joe. And what happens at Comic Con stays at Comic Con. We gotta we go. Gotta go. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Hydare Pod. And get your ass online because uh, Hydare.com misses you.